Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? Penn, 212 yes. episodes. 200. This is the first one you're ready for? I, for the first time. Feel fully ready, fully. prepared. This is it. This is going to be a show where I really show you what I got. Uh, this one. Yeah, this is the one. I've been holding out. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's all been practice. I, be, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Every other one, you were just slightly. I thought it would take yeah. me a few episodes. Yeah. Took me 212. Ready, ready for the A game. <laughs> right. <laughs> you thought you were unimpressed last week. Boy. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> You're going to be really unimpressed this week. They call it the big letdown. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of the big letdown, I could be wrong, but I think I saw the big O in our lobby earlier today. Mm, I know you didn't see the big O. In oh, our I lobby. didn't. No. I saw one of our friends. You know why I know you didn't see the big O? Because he lot? lives in like fucking Asia or something. Because <laughs> he's living in Spain. He lives in Spain, right? I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of our friends is in watching Jesus Revolution with his uh, with his parents. Whoa. And I'm going to be embarrassed for getting his for forgetting his nickname, but maybe Emmanuel. Yeah, it's exactly who it was. Mm. Yep, the big E. The big E box starts with an I. Yeah. Are you unimpressed? Huh? Did I tell you? you Did I tell you? You definitely lived up to 212 episodes. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, David, listen, I don't want to stress you out. Oh, well, too we, late. You're on your best behavior today. Right. So we, we only have under a month no. to be ready for my dad's birthday. He yep. listens to the show. Oh, yeah. Well, now that he's a listener, I'm going to start buying him birthday presents. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it sucks. Usually we use the show to crowdsource the party for him. Right. Like what we're going to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And now, uh, I guess we'll just have to call this one yeah. quits, yeah. you know? So, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to brainstorm off air about what we're going to get him. I have a good idea. And I was thinking, in honor of his birthday, I was going to buy you a gift. Now, that's... That's a guy who's on his game for 212 episodes. That's what I'm saying. And I I don't want to give it away because I am totally, totally a thousand percent serious. Oh, my God. I have a great idea for you to give you a gift. And it's such a great idea. I cannot wait until November. <laughs> it's got to be your dad's birthday. It's going to be April 21st. Wow. Yep. So if you want to mail a card for my dad for his birthday or yeah. a gift or cash. Yeah. You can mail any of those things. Whoa. Mail it to Penn Cinema, and I will make sure it gets to the old man. Nice. Yep. Can't wait. What number is this? Twenty-one. Something like that. Yeah. No, he's older than me, so he's got to be what? He's sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Those are definitely numbers. <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> Three hundred. Twelve. <laughs> hundred years older than the episode. Right. Episodes of shows. Right. 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 So anyway, yeah, we got under a month, but I have a big idea. What? Yeah, I'm excited. No, I'm no, I'm telling I'm, tell. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to stay tuned. Speaking of big ideas. Oh boy. Let's, I don't I don't like where this is going. Let's talk about a movie. I don't like the negativity no, that this you No, it's not a negative. Oh, okay. This is not a negative. Okay. Cuz I got to tell you. Yeah. 
I've been hearing good things. Mm-hmm. And not only have I been hearing good things, the studio is showing a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? What's the topic? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Yeah. Studio's showing a lot of faith. I'm getting more hyped for it the closer it gets. Yep. It's looking better and better, Every everything I see. Yep. They had a preview today. Mm-hmm. As we speak, the theater, our largest non-IMAX theater is, it didn't sell out, but it is full yeah. of people who paid to come in and see a sneak peek of Dungeons and Dragons. And I walked past the, I walked, I walked in here, I walked past the plane, I was like, what, what is that? Oh, I, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and there's another sneak peek next week. Yep, next Sunday at two o'clock so at all Penn Cinema locations. That's two weeks of of sneak peeks. They're not and, afraid. And as you alluded, to get the to, word out. As you alluded to, a studio only does sneak peeks when they're confident about the movie. You know what I mean? Like they know that people are going to watch this movie and come out of, come out of it and tell their friends, yeah. like, "Oh and my they god, want them to. that was awesome." It's like, it's like they're like the the marketing isn't doing justice. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth will really. Let's not wait until it comes out. Have a mediocre weekend and a good second. Yep. Weekend. Right. Let's start off. Yep. On the right pace. That's awesome. So you're hearing good things too. Yeah. Everything I heard is that it's surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean I mean surprisingly because I do think that the marketing made it look okay. Well, you remember, just to remind folks in case they're tuning in for the first time, a couple weeks ago on this show, I reported that my guy from Paramount, yeah, who, you know, I, I we he gives it to me straight. You know, when yeah. a, when a movie's a dog, he'll he'll sort of say like, "Hey, do me a favor and show this movie," you know, yeah. and you know, we we have what what's the phrase people say, "We have modest expectations." That's code for this mm-hmm. movie sucks. Yeah. But that is not what John said about D&D. Get ready. He was like, this movie is amazing. And he is not the target audience, hmm. but he has seen it twice and told me it is amazing. Interesting. And somebody in his job, in, in, kind of like us, yeah. like we see a lot of movies. Yeah. So to want to see a movie a second time, like that's really saying, that's, yeah. that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't think, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, I would watch it again. And I'm like, I don't think they understand that for me that, that's, a, that's that's like a big because I don't have to see a movie a second time. Right, I've got other ones to watch. Right, yeah, TikTok, <laughs> and plus, unlike some people, you and I only have so many minutes in the day. Yeah, other people can just squander them. Right, right, right. Ugh. And Ugh. they got they got minutes galore. Come on now, you got minutes all over the place. All over, not me. Wow. So, since we talked about something that's got a lot of faith, let's get into something that maybe might not. Aquaman 2, word on the street, is that the screeners, people are walking out. It's so bad. How do you feel about that? When is Aquaman 2 scheduled for release? I think Christmas. Okay. Because they keep pushing it back. Yeah, they're going to push it to January or February. Yeah. Which is fine with me because there's more content. There's a ton of content and the worst case scenario is taking a movie that's not going to do well and hogging up a screen around the holidays. Because I think, if I remember correctly, they want this to be an IMAX title too. Oh, really? I think so. I could I be wrong. I could be wrong. It's going to be heavy graphical, so why not put it on the big screen? Yeah. So I feel like if it's not going to be a home run, like Christmas, the Christmas season, the holiday season, December. That's what Christmas is? This year. They're ha- oh, just this year. They're having it this year in December. Well, I know that it's the first 
after the third Wednesday of every second Tuesday. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's the eighth week of the fourth cycle of the moons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows after that. After the full sun. Right. And this year that that lands on December twenty fifth. That's crazy. Which which they're they're having the twenty fifth right at the end of the month. They're not gonna put it at the front? Right, no, so they're people are looking forward to the holiday. Right. They're not no, gonna, the, no, no, no. It's like five days from the end of the month. Six days. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, you might as well just start a new year. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good alley. <laughs> that was great. That was so good. Yeah. So December tends to be a crowded season <laughs> for the holidays. Yeah. And uh, we're going to need all the seats and screens we can get. So right. why waste one if, you know, and th that's the other thing is like, <clears throat> I feel like anxious about, we're going to talk about Shazam today, right? Right. I feel anxious about these movies that are part of the DC universe, DCEU, mm. that James Gunn and company have like inherited. Yes. Like my thing is let's not push Aquaman back. Let's release it in April. Get it out. Like let's release it now. Yeah. Or, and you never thought I'd, you'd hear me say this, let's release it online. Like let's just like whatever, day and date, whatever you need to do, like just let's just see this movie now, get it over with and focus on the flash. I think they're contractually obligated. Yeah, you're right. To, for this mm -hmm. and Shazam They've got to keep it on the books, even though they're clearly moving away from the Snyderverse and the yeah. mess that DC has left behind. And I think that it's looking like Flash is going to be the thing that opens their door to, for them to move away from all this stuff without pooing on it. Right. But they have to get there. Now, you want to talk about the Marvels. Yes. But before we do... Yeah. Let's stay on this topic okay. because I found a little tidbit of news okay. relating to The Flash, like okay. a natural segue right into it. Yeah. Now, who's the number one top dog in the movie world at this specific moment in time is Tom Cruise. Sure. I mean, absolutely no question. I'll jump on a couch and say that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's that? Some kind of joke? Well, I mean, what's that? I mean, if you're old enough, you might know about certain things, but right. clearly you're not. Right. I know Pop about the. I, I know about these things. Pop up. <laughs> Pop up would know. Yeah. Yep. Was that Oprah or that was Oprah? It was Oprah. Yeah. 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 He loves Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yep. And he'll jump on a couch and tell the world about it. Tell the world. Yep. You know what else he loves? I was. I don't know about you. Mm hmm. But I came from a family where your furniture was like, you don't mess around, <laughs> right? I'm an only child. Right. And even so, we're like, it was made clear that we, the family sacrificed to have a nice piece of furniture. And so you see Tom Cruise jumping on the couch like that, and I'm like, Oprah's gotta be like, cause in my mind at the time, I'm like, Oprah actually puts any thought into what her set looks like, and it's not like a crew of 20 people that do it. Right. She has no, Oprah's probably like, breaking my couch. Yeah. I definitely abused couches like that. 
in my house because because I picture me and Kyle. Yeah, so you you had a sibling though. No, no, no. I mean that too. But I'm thinking of like my buddies, like Kyle, Paul, Schulhoff, Andy, all these guys, like running around chasing each other. You know, having pretend gunfights or you know laser battles, and somebody inevitably would dive over the couch. Yeah, I'm not saying or tear it apart. You know, and make a fort out of it. Always respectful. I'm saying in my mind. I knew that I should be. <laughs> Listen, David, <laughs> not all of us things. were fortunate enough to grow up in a house with fancy couches. Well, let's not say it was fancy couches. Let's say... You're the one that said it was a fancy with, couch. With an angry mom if the couch broke. Was, <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it covered in plastic like the old no, 70s? No, it wasn't, there wasn't that kind of restriction on it, ah. but it was like don't, like, don't break this couch. Did I ever tell you about Amy's dad? I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Amy said, I happen to be living oh. in the house. Yeah. Before so, you knew Amy, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Before I met Amy, I was living with her and her family. <laughs> right. And I would live in the basement mm. with the dog. Mm. One of us was chained to the wall, but we're not going to point fingers <laughs> about who was who. But anyway, the time came they bought a new couch. And we'd all be sitting around watching TV. And this was back when you had to watch at a certain time. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, right? Um, we'd all be sitting around watching TV, and Bob would always be sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, Bob, why are you sitting on the floor? <laughs> and he goes, because listen, somebody's going to do something to that couch. Something's going to go wrong. Someone's going to stain it or rip it or break it or tear it. And everyone's going to be pointing fingers, but everyone will know it won't be me. Because everyone knows I never sat on the couch. That's a smart man. He would literally sit on the... I could. I have this mental image of him sitting on the floor with his back up against the couch, leaning up against the couch, but nope, not sitting on it. Now that's a family that had a mom that was angry with the couch broke. <laughs> Just like mom. <laughs> well, we had... Yeah. There was a lot of people living in one house, and it wasn't like a massive house. It was tight. Uh, it was tight quarters, <laughs> right? Something like that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. Can I get to my point? You, you had one. I did. Oh, okay. I did before Tom he Cruise. took us down the couch alley. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise has seen Flash, the Whoa. Flashpoint. Whoa! Right? Yeah. And he loved it. He loved it so much that he called the director Andy Mustietti. Is that oh. is that the guy? Sure. I don't know how to pronounce that. Andy Mustietti. To tell him how much he loves the movie. Really? Yeah. Wowzo. Isn't that interesting? That I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. I Everything I see about this movie, the more I actually see of it, the more I'm like, ah, do I'm you, so in. Do you trust James Gunn's opinion? I do. He has called this the best superhero movie ever made. That's crazy. I hate how much I watch it and... Love it. What's his face like? Yeah, looks like he's acting really good, and I'm like, ah, oh, he's such a horrible person. <laughs> like lately, yeah. like, uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so we're super excited for the Flash. Yeah, we're super excited for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we're really nervous about Aquaman too. Mm. I we will get in shortly. I have a new movie on my list of most anticipated movies for 2023. Really, a spot previously held by Mission Impossible Seven. Interesting. I stand by my point or my opinion that Mission Impossible Seven will be the biggest movie of the year. Oh yeah. Um, but I have a for me personally, 
I have a movie I'm most looking forward to now. It's not MI7 and it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it one of our trailers? It is. Okay. And anyway, before we move on for that, so we're psyched for The Flash. We're psyched for Dungeons and Dragons. We're nervous about Aquaman 2. And you said you wanted to comment on the Marvel. Well, so along with the rumors about Aquaman, I thought the tire was leaking. I said, is this car about to go off the road? Wait, David. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to tell everyone that we started <laughs> recording in the mobile unit. <laughs> we got to get around. I mean, <laughs> it was a secret, but I, I guess it's out. The fact that we're doing the podcast and also moving at a high rate of speed. Yeah. Who's driving? Right. Who cares? <laughs> it's anybody's guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus got the wheel. <laughs> How would that work if we would record in a mobile van? <laughs> It'd be so loud. <laughs> Can you imagine? Neither one of us can properly <laughs> can properly focus on a good day sitting still here. If there were windows, we'd be done. Right, that's what I'm saying. What? what? Windows in a van that was driving around town, and then we saw like a squirrel. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> All right, so you wanted to talk about the Marvels. So there's been oh, there goes that tire again. Jeez, that's how, I don't know if you heard. That's how it's pronounced. That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Thirty second commercials could be so right, right, right. all the S. Right. Uh, uh, people are saying the Marvel's not so great. That they're remind that, me what the Marvels is. That's Miss Marvel. So we're not Captain talking. Marvel. We're not talking about the the animated one coming out. We're talking about no. This is this is Marvel. A, a new Marvel it's movie. Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel from the TV show, Monica Rambeau, who's mm -hmm. also Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. The three of them teaming up in a movie called The Marvels. Not Captain Marvel 2, it's called The Marvels. And they're saying that they changed the name because, and I think I, the more I look into these rumors, I was like, oh man, that's disappointing because they were saying it moved because right. it's not like doing so well at the studio. There may be some truth to that, but I also think there is a portion of truth that this is still just backlash at Brie Larson for no... For no apparent reason. No, yeah, this yeah. the stupid people don't like her. I love Brie Larson. I do too, and I, I only just like took note that she's in fast tenure seatbelts. Mm. I'm like, oh, sweet. Sweet, yeah. yeah. So now I don't think she's the best Captain Marvel or whatever, but whatever. Like, Who cares? This is an ensemble movie. Right. And it's not just her again. Right. So... I don't know. So the Marvels may not be up to snuff. We'll see. Right. But yeah. All right. Well, last week we didn't record because we were busy watching the Oscars. It was insane. Yeah. We couldn't take our eyes off. Right. Glued. <laughs> Glued. To all the TVs we drove past. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think? Uh, did you watch? I didn't. You did not? I did not. Did you watch? I did. I thought I had seen you. I yeah. didn't realize they were on until they were off. Kayla and Amy and I had a ballot going. You know, oh. we did like the ballots to see. And I did, I, I started off for three for three. Uh, I, I, you know how on the ballots you guess, like there's certain categories where you're literally just guessing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. That's why you always put Heath Ledger for his performance in the Dark Knight. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. Period. Um, so I did really well. But the one that I got wrong that I was just voting with my heart was Top Gun. I, I picked that for best picture. Yeah. Because I thought that Hollywood was so enamored with Tom Cruise and what happened last summer. 
like it was I felt as though it was a singular theatrical experience that transcended so many different demographics and regions and like it so united the movie going world. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. It so united the world. I mean, like non-moviegoers, like everybody, all the moviegoers who I know who regularly go see movies and talk about movies loved everything everywhere all at once. Mm. But everyone who I know, period, loved Top Gun. You know what I mean? So that's a wider swath swath of people. Mm. So I thought that on the strength of successfully reaching literally every single person in the universe that the Academy voters. Now I agree that everything everywhere all at once is a, is like on its face, a better movie. Now, Penn, but any, I thought they were going to vote for Top Gun. Anyone who's existed on the internet for any period of time <laughs> can tell you that the small major loud majority is always the winning majority. Mm. So you said it there. Everyone has seen, everyone loves Top Gun. Right. But not all those people are talking. Right. Pushing Top Gun. Yeah. It's the couple of critics that well, saw I, everything everywhere all at once. What I realize in hindsight is that the millions of people who saw Top Gun, 99% of those people don't care, don't vote, don't influence, you know, right. they're exactly. not involved in yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Right. So, and, and also I want to be clear, I have no problem whatsoever with everything everywhere all at once winning the Oscar for best picture, all the supporting actors, all the, the many, many awards that it won were all, every single one of them was well-deserved with no exceptions. I thought that was so cool. Well, what did you think? Okay. There's so first off, best actor went to Brendan Fraser, which totally yeah. agree. Best Supporting Actor went to Yi Kwan, is mm -hmm. how you say his name? Mm -hmm. uh, then went Michelle Yeoh, Best Actress, I think awesome. Best Supporting Actress has gotten a lot of controversy. Mm. Any opinion there? Oh, I'm of the three people. Well, who, who does the internet think should have gotten it besides Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, there's a lot of talk about how Angela Bassett should have won. Oh, remind me what she was in. Black Panther. Oh, right, right, right. And right. that... It was that there's uh, there's also the the um, thought of race being an issue there, and then the third actress was the uh, daughter from Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm. and I think personally, now I heard that uh, someone Straw Hat Goofy was saying that like okay you take you know. You can look at it and be upset about it from one angle, but then he's like, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, came up from being like a, sc a scream girl, and like this is like uh, almost like a lifetime achievement for her. Yes. Like, like yes. when has she gotten this up? But then the same thing could be said about Angela Bassett. You know, like how many times has she been passed over for for stuff? So it's a very difficult thing. My thing is. I don't think that Jamie Lee Curtis's role was best supporting actress worthy. I think it was amazing. I don't think it was best supporting actress really. Uh, I thought Angela Bassett was also fine, but I feel that um, the daughter from Everything Everywhere All at Once was off the charts phenomenal and should have been the one to win. Mm, interesting. And, and I know they look at her and they think, oh, well, she's only 20 something. She's got the rest of her career ahead of her to try right. and get in here again. So I would agree with your assessment. I think that if I had been an Oscar voter, 
I would have done the same thing everybody else did and voted for Jamie Lee Curtis because I would have been clouded by how much we all love her. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, she's come up through the ranks. She's always, you know, turned out good shows and, you know, every, she's got a lot of respect and she comes from Hollywood royalty, you know, like she sort of yeah. has that. And but which is, that, which is, is that what wait, you're supposed to vote on? No, it's yeah. all, all of those things are totally irrelevant and that's the wrong reasons to vote. Right. But I'm just saying, I know myself and I would have fallen for it and I would have made all the bad decisions like I usually do. And I would have voted for Jamie Lee Curtis cause I like her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But anyway, I mean, with all that being said, like good for that whole cast and crew, good for all of them, you know, like that's, it was exciting to see that movie get so well recognized. And RRR. Yep. Got music. Best song or something. Have you watched that movie yet? I've not. I started it and then abandoned it. And then Amy, we were watching the Oscars together and she was like, oh, what's this movie? Cause they did that dancing. They did a dance number on it. And she was like, oh, I would love this movie. And I was like, I don't know if she would or not, because isn't it like, isn't That's there? That's the only dance in it, right? She was like, Oh, I didn't know it was a musical, and I was like, I don't think it is a musical. It's not, no. But they do. Maybe they have two songs. And then she was like, Haven't you seen it? And I said, No, because David never mentioned it to me. Yeah, he never like brought it up, and or nobody ever wrote into the show telling me that I should see and here's it. Here's the thing: or, I never will. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm just That's saying, obviously. my gem. <laughs> right. And you're not allowed to know about <laughs> it. So. <laughs> All right, one last bit of news that I forgot to write on here. Um, I want to say something, a couple things about the Oscars. Oh. First of all, I thought the Oscar show itself was good. Oh, okay. Like, it was very plain, straightforward. Like, there was nothing, like, too crazy about it or anything like that. Um, and also... Like everybody else in the world, I was a total sucker for the Harrison Ford uh, reuniting with what's his face from uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, but also him and Brendan Fraser together. Yeah, I mean there was, was a Cena man. Yeah, there was a lot of like cool sort of backstories playing out. I thought. Yeah. And um, the Brendan Fraser's acceptance speech. I mean, it's just beautiful. Mm. There was a lot of. There was a lot of like acceptance speeches and moments, touching moments that I thought were really, really well done. It was cool. And I don't get me wrong, I fell asleep before the end of it. I went up to bed and What? Whoa. Caught up on the headlines in the morning. All right, you had one last piece of news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Let's talk about everyone's favorite series, Avatar. The Way of Water? Yeah. Currently playing its 15th week clean in 3D at Penn Cinema. Mm-hmm. Which I still don't know people who have seen it. So mm. that's crazy. Interesting. Uh, anyway, this is just some bit of news for you. Avatar 3. They're saying that, yes, it will release in the theaters as planned mm. at a three-ish plus hour show, movie. That's great. But there will also be a version that releases simultaneously that's a nine-hour series cut of it that will release on Disney+. Plus. Wow. So apparently, the current cut of the movie is nine hours long, and James Cameron is demanding that they finish the VFX for the entire thing, and then he will cut it down for theaters. And since they're spending the money to do that, the they're saying that they're going to release it <laughs> as a nine-hour miniseries <laughs> on Disney Plus, a version of it. How do you feel about that? I, I, I'm speechless. 
Nine hours. Here's the thing. <clears throat> the theme of my work life mm. for the last six or nine months mm. has been you work? hearing a piece of news, <laughs> reacting incredibly negatively to it, yeah, 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 yeah. and then re realizing upon reality, I had, first of all, overreacted, and second of all, was actually wrong. That I know it, sound, it doesn't like, sound yeah, like me, but what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So crazy as it may be, my initial reaction to that is like to cry, you know, and say it's like a terrible idea. But first of all, nobody knows how to make money like Disney. Mm. I love being in business with Disney. I hate Disney. They're an incredible pain in the ass, mm. as many people know, and we've talked about this on the show before. Um, but I continue to be a good partner to them because they're a great partner to us. You know what I mean? And they know how to make successful movies. So with that being said, what I would hope is that they are smart enough to release Avatar in theaters, for example, I don't know, second week of December, right? With the nine-hour streaming version dropping like two weeks later. Oh, I'm sure it'll drop much later because look at the example of what they're doing with Avatar 2. What have are they? No. <clears throat> so first off, normally, as they've been doing, it would be on Disney Plus already. Right. It's not. And then they've come out and said, it's not coming for a long time. Because when it finally does go to streaming, it's going to go to paid services first. Mm. And then, eventually, at some point, it'll go on Disney Plus. Gotcha. What's not, an example of a paid service? You mean like, like a, HBO? No, like someplace where you pay to rent it oh, per, oh, gotcha, per, per gotcha, view. Gotcha. Pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. There should be a whole like model called like, I mean, you could just call it like pay per view. And if you wanted to watch it, you could, you could call. Right. And then it would play on your TV. Just order it up. Yeah. Oh, we're so smart. We're some of the smartest ones. Did you hear about how? There's a video out there, and and they claim that it's a serious thing. That's of some girl talking about how she, she hates like how everyone is on her phone, and she's like, I wish that there was just a phone in the house that you could call. <laughs> it's like a young girl, yeah. And she, yeah. and then people are like, it's just a landline. You like, mean like a telephone? <laughs> yeah, like just, it's just a regular landline, like yeah. the house phone. Do you have a house phone? No, I no, don't. I don't know anyone that does. Yeah. Oh no, that's not true. My parents do. Mm. <laughs> Oh, well, Jamie has one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's all, right. all the news that's, that's fit to print. It is. Hey. Hey. Getting into trailers. <sighs> Looks like we had more trailers than I realized. Mm. There's one on here. I feel like I've seen the trailer for it, but you'll have to remind me. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh, I didn't watch the trailer for it. But hysterical. I, I didn't, thought it was just going to Netflix. No, it says at the end uh, in theaters. Is it both? Okay. No, 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 not both. Oh, just in theaters? In theaters in June. Okay, because I didn't watch it because I thought it was a Netflix yeah. movie. Let's start off with the new. So there was two trailers mm. that I saw before watching Shazam, mm -hmm. which is always kind of a nice delight to see a trailer for the first time in the theater when mm -hmm. so often that we'll see them online and it takes a while for them to right. get to the theater, which right, right. boggles my mind. And And me. Yeah. Like we've talked about it on the show before. Like it is not clear to me, the theater owner mm -hmm. and the guy who's in charge of programming the booth, how the newest, hottest new trailers aren't always available to 
to movie theaters. Like it doesn't make sense. But right. but anyway, that's anyway. a mystery for another day. So let's start off, start off with Fast X, Fast Ten Your Seatbelts. Fast Ten Your Seatbelts. I thought this was. I mean, in the theater, it got me amped. Mm-hmm. I can't say that it's like anything groundbreaking or or new. You saw Brie Larson in it. And you see a lot more of Jason Momoa in it, looking absolutely ridiculous sometimes. But whatever. Yep. I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> absolutely. Like, there was nothing about it that made me say, "Ah, oh, I don't know about that." It just made me go, "Yeah, yeah, no." Like I'm still going to see this movie. Like I just don't care. Like I'm going to see this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. My take on this, not to try to act like David Moulton. Mm. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> But if I could do my best David impression, yeah, here it is. Yeah, uh, I'm the su- voice is a little bit deeper. Um, super excited. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm super excited for this movie. Yeah, that's right. But the trailer didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it looked like every other trailer I've seen for every other Fast. Furious movie. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, was like, but that's not to take away from my enthusiasm for seeing this movie. Right. Like I can't wait. Yeah. It but looks the, ridiculous. The trailer looked like every other trailer I've seen for every other Fast and Furious movie. So many points during this trailer I was like, is that how physics work? Whatever. <laughs> right. uh, whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. Now this one, Flashpoint was the attached trailer to Shazam, which mm-hmm. means that it's it's the trailer where the lights go down. It's the last trailer before the movie starts. Yeah. What'd you think? Great. I loved it. Got to see more of both Batman. Yep. I mean, Michael Keaton's Batman's moving faster than maybe humanly possible <laughs> some of the action. But Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there a chance? So we've seen that Fleck. Yeah. And Michael Keaton. Mm. Ben Affleck mm. and Michael Keaton. Is there a chance that there's a third Batman surprise cameo during the movie? They'll never put it in the trailer, but is there a chance that you see one George Clooney? Yeah, there's been rumors about or Clooney. What's his face from Christian the Dark Bale. Knight? Christian Bale. Well, some of the some of the Bat Cycle stuff, I was like, is that the same one from right the Bale movies? Yeah, kind of looks like it. It looks is. a lot like it. Uh, so it's very possible. I think there's zero chance that Christian Bale lowers himself. Yeah. He's such a snobby actor. But I could see them doing like a Doctor Strange flying through the different multiverses type mm-hmm. of thing. And there is that Batman, but it's you know, never see oh, yeah, the yeah. face. That could be. Type of thing. I think there's a shot that George Clooney oh, does, yeah. does the camera. Oh, yeah. This is a huge shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I hate how you make it like there's like it's so obvious because I thought I was so cool for no, we, thinking of that. But the thing is, and here's the thing. What's the thing? I don't want to. I don't want to rock your world with yeah. this. And I might. Yeah, please. We talked about it on the podcast already. No, we didn't. We totally talked about George Clooney being in it. <laughs> <laughs> so. You heard it here first. <laughs> Last and then, week. And also again. Right. You heard it here first two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just reminding people, yeah. that's all. It might have been like three or four weeks yeah. ago. But yeah. All right, now let me ask you this. Yeah. Riddle, riddle me this, mm. David. Is this your trailer of the week? Oh. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say it is in fact not my trailer of the week. Low though, I loved it. This was a I'm great gonna, trailer. I'm gonna. I think I know what your trailer of the week is because I know, and I know your heart. Yes. And how it sways back yes. and forth. Yes. Um, but. Uh, I think my I'm going to stick with my initial thought of what my trailer of the week was and go with that, which is not this. Okay. Next movie, which is I, I think your trailer of the week, indeed, is called Joyride. The Red Band trailer. Yes. Looks hilarious, and I know my boy is weak to the left. It's true. You make it's him true. laugh, and he's it's like, true. "Oh, I love it." Yes, it's true. <laughs> and this one had some great humor. I love what they're like. Why do they call you Deadeye? <laughs> just, right. He's like, oh, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> there was a lot of laughs yeah. in this trailer. It looks um, so good. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, listen, I want to read a little clip, a Ooh. paragraph that I pulled off at JoeBlow.com when they talked about this movie. Okay. And, I, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the show today, but Joyride is now my most anticipated movie of the year. Reason being... Now, close behind it is Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feelings, which also looks freaking hilarious. I need to see. I need to watch that. I didn't realize it was. Yeah. It's, it's, I laughed out loud and it could have been my trailer of the week, except for the fact that Joyride looks like just so much fun. Looks consistently funny. Consistently funny. So let me just read you this paragraph because I think it sets the table for the context of, um, good things happening in Hollywood. Mm. We've often said on this show, like the the lack. We consistently get good action movies. Yeah. In the business, mm. we do not consistently get great comedies, and we do not consistently get great diverse casts. True. And all all the pieces that don't always show up in every single yeah. movie. So anyway, I thought this was. So I'm going to read this. It was from JoeBlow.com. It says, after the well deserved success of Everything Everywhere All at Once. It is a literal joy to see the momentum of diverse representation continue with Crazy Rich Asians co-writer Adele Lim's directorial debut, Joyride. This particular Asian-American-led film is making history with an all-female cast, including a non-binary actor. Mm. At the South by Southwest world premiere, Lim joked that all they needed to get this done was an ally in the form of a rich white guy to produce their film. Thanks, Seth Rogen. With his signature cheap, uh, with his signature deep chuckle, Rogan lovingly stood back and has not attempted to steal the spotlight from the cast as they basked in their shining moment. Joyride is a prime example of how important representation is on screen and proves that Asian American comedians can be just as funny, raunchy, and successful as their white male counterparts. Now that's all like well and good. Sorry, end quote. So that's all well and good. That's all well and good if you're like talking hypothetically about like some nice movie you're working on. Mm. But I read that paragraph after I had watched this trailer with I had no mindset of like, oh, I want to support a diverse cast or I want to support Asian American comedians or anything. I just looked at it as a movie that I was watching the trailer for and laughing out loud so yeah. hard, you know? So th it's really exciting when it, when it responds 
well organically and then also meets all the other feel good criteria, right. you know, about right. like, Oh, by the way, this is also great for the business. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so my trailer of the week and most anticipated movie so far until I see another trailer for mission impossible is Joyride. <laughs> uh, this next trailer here, I have to say, I, I wa started watching it and I thought, Oh, right, whatever, just get through this. And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? This looks like a good, wholesome movie. I completely agree. I saw the, the trailer, or the poster for this movie came into the building the other day, and I, a bunch of us were in the manager's office looking at it, and I thought to myself, eh. Yeah. It's uh, Teenage Kraken, and actually, that's not the full title. The full title is the girl's name, the Teenage Dragon, but I forgot to write that down. I didn't realize that till after and I forgot to amend my notes but um, it looks like a nice little fantasy kids movie what's the one where the boy the brothers have a van is another animated movie and they take off to solve some problem came out a couple of years I think it came out during COVID oh yeah and Tom Holland and Tom Holland and Chris Pratt right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. that this movie looks uh visually looks like that movie yeah. same coloring and you know kind of it's a it's a total fantasy movie it's, it's like krakens and mermaids can make themselves look human and teenage versions of them go right. to school and there's rivalry and right and they may or may not be able to control when their krakenness reveals itself yeah. you know it's, krakens are good mermaids right, are bad right. it's all backwards what yeah. we know Anyway, so this, I had the same experience as you. I looked at the poster and I was like, ugh, whatever. But yeah. then I watched a trailer and I was like, this could actually be a really cute movie. This could be a really good movie. And it's DreamWorks. Right. So, you, I mean, you got to trust them a little bit. I, like, I have no thought in my mind that I intend to see this movie. But I think this is one of those movies to be like, oh, yeah, like, this will be a good yeah. kids movie opener yeah. weekend. It'll like, do like, well. I, I, I believe in it rather than want right. to see it. Right, right, right. All right, next is a movie that, that this looked pretty good. Like, this is, uh, like, it's not my trailer of the week, and I'm not, like, dying to see it, but when it comes out, I'll definitely watch it. It's called Blackberry, and it's about the guys who invented the Blackberry. I was torn by this movie, mm. this trailer. Mm. Not the movie, the trailer. Because I thought it looked good, but I also felt manipulated by it. I felt like they were, you know, you ever, you know when you feel like you're being sold something? Mm -hmm. I felt like this trailer was trying to sell me that this is a fast-paced, funny, real-life story. You don't believe it. And I'm like, I, this isn't going to be nearly as like comical or funny as they're making it look. Like, yes, it probably has dark humor in it, Yeah. but it's probably going to be like just a drama, and it's not going to be nearly as fast-paced. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm just saying that the trailer felt like it was selling me. It was trying to sell me Wolf on Wall Street. Vibes. Ladies and gentlemen, David, don't buy it. Mm. He thinks they're lying to him. <coughs> I'm tired over here. <laughs> yeah, I think they're lying. Yeah. Okay, The Little Mermaid. Penn. David. This trailer surprised me. Mm. Um, and was this a new trailer than the one we watched a few weeks ago? Because <coughs> the one we watched a few weeks ago had just, it was almost like a teaser. Yeah, it was a right? teaser. Yeah. This was like a full trailer. Yeah, this is a full on. And I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if you know this about me. Mm. Do tell. I can tell you. <laughs> the Little Mermaid was my fa favorite 
Disney movie, and it was only competed by Beauty and the Beast for the longest time. <clears throat> and it was just, I had all the little, like, little like bath toys, the fish, and the music, <laughs> like, and, you know, Sebastian. I, I, I did know this about you. Yeah, okay, so you did know this. Yes. This is just for listeners. Yes. So I loved The Little Mermaid as a kid. Right, right? what's not to love? Right. Sebastian is the best. Right. Totally oblivious to the actual story. What story? Exactly. <laughs> or like anything about it. Right. Just, I just, the visuals, it was they pretty. They got the funny fork. Yeah. It's like bent. She doesn't know what to do with it. She thinks it's a comb. Like I wasn't in it for the princess. I was in it right. for all the sidekicks. Like I <laughs> right. loved the uh, flounder. That happens to me a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So watching this, I got that vibe, that nostalgia kick okay. from it. I like I liked the way it looks. I was surprised at how good it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be good, maybe even great. My fear is that it falls into the same pit that all of these Disney remakes fall into, good or bad, where even though it looks promising, you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, but this is just the same story, beat for beat. Like, there's not enough newness to it. I don't need newness from this. Yeah. Just speaking I, for myself. I don't know that I do either, but even watching like The Lion King, as amazing as it looks, like looking back, I'm just like, I barely remember it. Yeah. So anyway, I hope it does better than that. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I Here's what I hope. I hope that I, I kind of agree with you. Like I think it has the potential to be great. And it looks, I, I had the same thing. I thought the trailer looked amazing. I, I, I responded really well to it. I hope that the internet trolls don't ruin this movie. Uh, yeah. First of all, there's a few different problems. First of all, the racist trolls mm-hmm. who just don't want a black mermaid, like, shut up. Yeah. Just go home. And then the second group is the people who who want to take down the movie because of the problematic history, you know, in terms of, like, it's not a feminist story. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's the opposite. And I get that. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how the filmmakers are going to address that or not. Um, but I hope this, that that doesn't become a reason to trash this film. Like if you don't, if you don't want to take your kids to see that message or see that story, then don't. And that's cool. Yeah. But like, I hope people don't like try to drum up negativity with, you know, this storyline. Like yeah. let the movie be good or not on its own merits. Right. Right. Don't take it upon yourself to come after this thing. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess. Next up is my trailer of the week. Boom. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It has a uh, sub... uh, Plot? Nah. Title. Title. Subtitle. I don't remember what it is. Whatever. I watched this, and it was exactly the same as Teenage Crack, and I was like, whatever, I'll just watch this trailer. And then I wound up thinking... (laughs) Well, this looks like fun. Not only does it look like fun, I like the new designs. I love that they're all voiced by kids. Mm. They act like kids. That's one of the things about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that even as a kid, I was like, they don't seem to be acting like teenagers. Right. You know? I, they, they're acting like much, you know, much older than what they should. They don't have teenage problems. Uh and to that, like I'm, I'm on board. Like I, I think this, I like the animation style. This is, this is really, really exciting to me. Will I see it? Yes, probably. Yes, you will. Yeah. The animation style feels um, 
fresh. Yeah. It feels different. It feels like street art come to life. It's, uh, it reminds me of um, parts of Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like Banksy could have made this movie. Sure. Do you know who Banksy is? I do. Yeah. Do you know who Banksy is? I do. Good. <laughs> our last trailer of the week the, the, our last trailer this week is Jennifer Lawrence starring in a I don't even know what to call this I mean it's obviously a, a hard R comedy yeah. um, it's called No Hard Feelings and the premise is this good nice person is desperate for money gets this babysitting job to save the family home you know what I mean? It's not just babysitting to like like put money in her pocket. It's she has like there's like a mission that's supposed to help you be invested in her success. But essentially the parents are like, our son's a loser and we want you to date him, but not just date him. Like date him. Wink wink. Like the whole way. And it's like this hilarious premise and the kid's like not going for it. You know what I mean? And it turns out he's nineteen. You know, and there's all of these, like, she, she tries to, like, seduce him and, like, it's, you know, he maces her and, like, she puts him in a van, you know, gives him a ride home. And, you know, it's all, it's, it looks just, the reason why it's not my trailer of the week is because I'm worried, I, I don't necessarily trust the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like what the, the trailer on its own was awesome and so funny. And I did laugh out loud, mm. but I don't know what else. I don't know where this movie goes. I want to see a second trailer. Matthew Broderick stars as the father, uh, Jennifer, the father of the boy, you mm. know, and um, I don't know. I mean, I think this movie has potential to be super bad, like the, the movie super bad. Yeah. Um, but it also has the potential to be like a, a total, like they put all the good stuff in the trailer. Right. Could go either way. I'll have to check it out. Now I will say it's coming from Sony. 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 So that's, you know, a, we trust Sony. That's a good studio. Yeah. I trust them with everything but the Spider-Verse. So that's it for the trailers of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let that, I'm going to let that fly by. I like that you wore green. For our St. Patrick's Day edition of the Penn Cinema Podcast. I mean, some of us try. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Are you ready for a review this week? I'm trying to remember what socks I have first, on. First off, what did you see last week? You saw a movie. Do you want to talk about that real quick? What were they? What was the choices? You were going to see either Champions right. or Scream. Or Scream or, or 65. 65. Right. Did you see any of them? No. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And did you see any of them? No. No, okay. So we're consistent. Yeah. Uh, good. Last week never happened. No. Yeah. It's like a little, it's what you would call a wrinkle in time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this week we watched Shazam! Yes, we did. Fury, Fury of, the of the Gods. Exclamation point included. Yeah. What did you think of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Um, well, this, I, I touched, I, I showed my cards a little bit earlier in the episode when I said how, like, I'm really anxious about the, the leftover, um, DCEU material that needs to like rotate through straight up spoilers. Cause I think we just need to talk. About yeah. It. There's all kinds of spoilers. Um, the opening scene. So here, I'm going to take a page out of your book because mm. I was bothered by something what? that doesn't usually bother you? me. Yes. All right. Pen 
this is so uncharacteristic. I know. This is so unlike me. Yeah. Here's the thing. The opening scene when they're fighting the bad guys on the bridge, mm-hmm. all those cars, they all looked fake. Yeah. And as soon as that girl was in the red car and started screaming, I was like, well, that's going to be the one that Shazam saves. And like, it was like, we have talked on this show before. I don't mind predictable. I'm fine with predictable. Like, I just want to be entertained. I don't, you don't need to be everything everywhere all at once every time. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. That's why everything everywhere is so wonderful and so fresh and everything like that. It's amazing. And I love fresh storylines and plot twists and all the good, beautiful things that come out of movie studios all the time. But I also enjoy, I, I'm, I'm not picky. I don't, we, we've taken lately to calling them pizza movies. Mm-hmm. I don't mind movies that you feel like, oh, I've seen this before. But somehow the beginning of Shazam, the CGI was, was weak in my opinion. The cars all looked fake to me. They were all like bright blue or bright yellow or red or, and they all had um, inspection stickers dated 21, you know, like took me out of, you know, now, you know, and like it, it was all like these little details that like two plus two equals three and a half. That's what I got out of mm. the first 15 minutes of Shazam. And then the rest of it was like pretty good, but not good enough to make up for what I thought was a rocky start. Um, I didn't love it. I thought it was like, to me, it falls in the category of like, yeah, it was fine. I was entertained. It was good. You know, I, I, I didn't, I, I guess I just want to say this. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. But I'm not calling any of my friends telling them I'm like, hey, you got to go see that. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And I agree. The opening scene didn't set a good precedent for the movie because not for the same reasons as you, but my thing was they were trying to, to point out that they weren't working as a team. Mm. Right. And they tried to be funny about it. And they had all these parts. The problem was it never felt like they were succeeding. So when the punchline hits that they colossally fail, it was like, well, yeah, I mean, at no point did I think that they were going to actually, it would have been better if like they make you felt like, oh, we're doing it. And like, but the whole time, like it's, they're failing. And then the bridge falls apart anyway. So I don't know. I, I felt like this, my thing with this movie is I think it had the same problem with the first one, but more. It doesn't know who it's for mm. because the heroes, characters, comedy, all aim towards a younger audience. Like it's made to be like, I think some, although they're enjoyable by all ages, but I think a lot of like the more modern Marvel stuff is aimed towards teenage or above. Right. Right. And I feel like Shazam was aimed towards like preteen, mm-hmm. like younger boys, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. everybody needs their movie. And I think that that's kind of that character's always, because you know, it's a kid, who turn, a younger kid. Who, now he's older now. He's almost 18 or whatever. But He's about to age out. Right. And they're trying to, to make sure that he stays relatable. But then you turn around and you have like people walking off the side of a building and you hear them splat. When right. they hit the ground, or like a scorpion tail, just like right. going through a normal person on the street and killing them. Like, but the first one had the same problem with the like the demons look really scary compared right. to the to the rest of it. And that's the other thing when they go back to their lair. Like the whole first movie was about how those demons like they trap them in their stone form, 
and then they're just they just like have googly eyes on them and they decorated them and stuff and it's like did you forget that these things are alive and like can hear and influence people in the room and i, I don't know it just i also now granted the last time i saw shazam was when we watched it mm. when we reviewed it whenever it came out and honestly it took me a while to remember like what we were doing like to remember like oh that's the same kid oh that's a different kid oh that they turn into this so she's her yeah. you know like i didn't understand that I, okay so to get one to get to one of the highlights of the movie in my opinion was anthena okay i thought she was amazing i will tell you that i didn't see it coming oh really I thought she was going to turn out to have superpowers but be a good guy. Uh, I thought she was going to be a new ally. See, I thought what was going to happen at the end, skipping to the end, there's a big subplot of uh, Mary Marvel wanting to go to college. Like she, she gave up college to stay home and be a superhero. Mm. And the, there's a lot of, like, uh, everyone's growing up and moving away. I thought what was going to happen at the end was he, she was going to be like, why doesn't she take my place? And then I can go mm. live my life. Uh, and she would be the new Shazam family yeah. member. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they didn't go down that route. Mm. Also, I thought this movie, I, at the end of the movie, I thought this is, this is perfect. Because I thought not only does this free this franchise up to be a part of both universes, you can decide whichever one you want it to be because right. we never see the other actual people right. uh, in it. Because at that point you hadn't seen, well, I guess you, yeah, at that point you hadn't seen Wonder Woman. He's dead and they bury him. Right. And I'm like, amazing. Like, that's super ballsy. It, you know, if you, if, if uh, James Gunn wants to bring him back, like, right. it can be a thing. Right. And that's how they bring this. I thought that was great. And then Wonder Woman walks in. How did she get there? I don't know. How does she have these powers? I, I don't, don't know. know. How, all she does is just touch the staff and tap it on the ground. I don't know. And the whole world. Oh, I thought we were doing world, like a, Yeah, I don't know. I thought the we were doing a chorus. Back to life. Right. And then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he comes back to life, I guess, somehow. I don't know. Yeah. And then he's just back. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know man. That's a great shift in tone. I'm over <laughs> here going, I don't know. And then at the end, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. And the end credits scenes happened. And one was clearly like a tie into the bigger universe. Which I watched was, both of the end credits, but whatever. I'm sitting here today and I forget. Can you remind me? The first one is the people from. Uh, the people from uh, I can't think of his name Peacemaker mm. the girl and the guy come from that team to try and recruit him to the Justice Society oh right 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 which is the, right. Which is the people from is that the same as Justice League yeah, yeah which is the people from Black Adam right 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 yep so it's time he's it. all excited because he thinks he's going to team up with Wonder Woman yeah that's not going to happen but then he's got the uh and he's like, Avengers? Why is that Avengers sound? universe. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. That so I thought that was like, okay, that's a- Yeah, that was funny. A funny. Yep. And then the second stinger happened, and I got to tell you, it started rolling, and I said, <sighs> but by the end of it, I was laughing. I don't know if you remember- Remind me. I did watch it, but for, I forget. Okay. So there was a stinger on the first Shazam, and it was that there had been, in the background, there had been this evil worm- 
kind of thing. Oh, right, right. Yes, right? yes, I remember now. And the stinger of the first <laughs> yeah. movie was the big bad guy was visited by the worm in his prison, and the worm said, I have a plan. Right. And so this is the villain from the first movie still in jail. Right. And the worm comes back, and he's like, we meet again. I've got this master plan. And right. The, and the guy's like, it's been two years. <laughs> I'm in my 50s. I don't have right. like, forever right. to sit in here. Like, what's the point? And I just love how the worm's like, I don't have legs. I, <laughs> I move fly. slow. <laughs> it takes me a while to right. get around. And when that stuff happened, I was like, all right, that's kind of funny. And that then was he's good. like, I'm about to reveal my master plan right after I take care of this thing. And he right. crawls out the window. Real like, slow. Ah! <laughs> right. No, that was good. And that's the thing about this movie. That's why I did not dislike it. Because there were definitely moments where I was laughing out loud. Like, there were some good, funny bits. Yeah. I think that the parents wound up being, like, the most funny parts to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> all the kids, like, run off in the, mom, in the middle of, like, this disaster. The mom's just like, I don't know how to parent right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just that kind of stuff. Oh, it was good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so what did you think of Shazam? I'm sorry. Shazam! Shazam! Exclamation point. Yeah. Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. I have to say worst movie I've ever seen because I can't, although I didn't hate it, I'm not recommending anyone to see this movie. Yeah. You gonna you right there? Yeah. Okay. Moving on to listeners notes, questions, comments, suggestions, so forth. Wait, so shit on. got real this week. People were airing their grievances. Yeah. By people, we mean everyone's favorite. Shots fired. Mm. Shall I read this? Go ahead. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in, and I mean, I'm just, I feel like I need to handle this one because, you know, in journalism, you don't want to be part of the story. <laughs> yeah. But you, David, have found yourself well, square in the middle well, of this story. Look, when you live life as fabulously as I do, <laughs> someone is bound to notice. Right. Right. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in and said, I'm pretty sure someone had their, I, I think by her use of caps, what she means is that she. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone had Haunted Mansion in their list of most anticipated movies of 2023. I can't remember exactly who it was, but she's top 10 Sarah's only sister. That's weird. That's Haunted weird. Sarah has yeah. a sister? I never heard. I, yeah. News to me. <laughs> right. News to me. All right. Welcome to the Haunted Mansion bandwagon, guys. What's up? We need a Haunted Mansion. You, that's your okay, homework. That's my homework. Yeah, Haunted you got, We need Haunted Mansion theme <laughs> so that from now on, every time everyone's favorite sister writes in, we can okay. play it. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the Haunted Mansion bandwagon, guys. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Yeah. Well, she might be big-headed about this. Right. Right? She's feeling pretty, pretty good about but herself. let me... Oh, boy. The Marvels pop her tire. And remind her that karma, as she said... Is a bizarre noche. Is a bizarre noche. Yeah. It's a bizarre noche. So she got, she said we could share this. She got recalled to the office and she works for. We need to set the scene. This is unrelated to Haunted Mansion. No. But did come shortly after 
she was walking around with all the Haunted Mansion swagger. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she's feeling pretty pleased with herself, pretty high and mighty about Haunted... Not high and mighty, that's the wrong word, but pretty excited about Haunted Mansion. I think high and mighty. Had the world by the tail. Off she goes. She's untouchable. Yeah, she's like, I'm clearly yeah. everyone's <laughs> right. favorite sister. Right. right? And then they gave her a call. Ring, ring. Uh, hello, everyone's favorite sister here. Uh, yeah, this is big unnamed corporate uh, business, and it's time for you to start working in the office again, Missy. And she said, whoa. All right. She was like, that's great. I love a professional work environment. Yeah, I love professional work environment. And I'm nothing if not a dedicated professional employee. Right. So she walked in to her unnamed large conglomerate office and to do her work. And if there's something that she's told us is she's not a fan of the Avatar movies. Avatar does not like, it's not her favorite franchise. We'll just say that. Space Indians. Right. No, she's like, what's up with that? Space Indians. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. And then she sits down at her desk and it turns out this unnamed large conglomerate Mm -hmm. uh, themes their floors. Right. So like one floor might be like a whole John Wick floor. Right. And another floor might be a whole, like, Kung Fu Panda floor. Well, no, they wouldn't be either of those. Well, I'm saying, you know, if the, if those two franchises lived within this large unnamed business conglomerate. Right. But. But, yeah. So she gets to her floor and she sits down and she looks around. And she's like, <laughs> she thinks, she's thinking, she's like, God, I hate Avatar. And she looks to her side. She's like, what? What? Is that the tree? From Avatar? Couldn't be. Why would they have... Is that the whole wall? Front to back? That's this just Avatar painted on the wall. Well, I'm just not going to look left. I'll just have to yeah, look right. No problem. She turns right. What? what? Are those framed stills <laughs> from the Avatar movie all over the wall? I'm just going to keep my eyes focused straight. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. oh, there it is. There's more stuff. <laughs> yeah, so she's on the Avatar theme floor. God bless her. So, you know, you get what you deserve. Would you call it a bizzach? Bizzernoche. Bizzernoche. Yeah. Karma's a bizzernoche. Darla's a bizzernoche. Yeah. So look, if you want to send us letters, best way to do that is podcast at pencinema.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And I won't yawn when I say that uh, when we actually read it. Now let's move on to what are you doing? What's going on? What's your life been outside of El Podcasto? Well, like you, I finished The Last of Us. Yeah, what do you think? I loved it. You got uh, a, I got a text from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot about that text. So I'm watching this and I'm texting David in real time because yeah. now spoilers, you know, whatever, but they kill off Joel. And I texted uh, David and I was like, because this franchise, this series did a great job from the very first episode. And the second episode, like, they killed off major characters. Right. Right off the bat. So when they killed off Joel, I I was shocked. But also, I was like, boy, this this series, they really went with it. They, they're they're they, going. They got balls. Yeah. You know, they stuck to their guns. And this is going to be the whole story of, like, um, Ellie gets the whole way, you know, and now she loses Joel. And, like, she gets to the fin- Like, the next episode is going to be a finale. She's going to, like... Achieve this all to her own. And then five you know. minutes later. And then, but I'm watching the episodes back to back to back. So I'm like, David, they killed off Joel. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I started the next episode and I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's not dead. Wait a minute. We're not sure if he's dead or not. 
<laughs> so that was a fun. But I don't know. I was really happy with it. I thought it, I thought it was great. It sets up the uh, a series or whatever. I think I said to you like, I'm happy with it from a um, from the point of view of like I thoroughly enjoyed the season. Yeah. Right. Um, I hated. I hate that he wasn't straight with her. I I, I support his decision. You know, to take her over, you know, potentially saving the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that, you know, um, and I get him doing what he had to do to get her out of there and protect her and save her, let her make her own decision. But I did not like him lying to her about it. Um, but, you know, as you've illuminated, that creates the tension for the whole next couple series. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of debate. I think that's the whole point of the ending is to create, debate. Yeah. you know. Uh, over like did he was he right and then there's the argument it's like well could the fireflies realistically like have created a a cure and could they have dispersed it would they have dispersed it fairly if they did like was it worth her life and nobody asked ellie what she wanted but the fun the fun thing that i i've seen a couple times are like people debate you know what's what was right and what was wrong but the one thing that always holds true is if the person you're talking to is a parent, they will always agree with Joel. Right, Joel did the right thing. Rightfully so. Yeah, and there's they're like absolutely. If, if you are, if you're not a parent, yep. you can go back and forth on it. But if you're a parent, your your point of spec- perspective will always be he did yeah. the right thing, and it was something else that yeah. bothers them, like the lying to her. Right. Yeah. All right, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap out what I did, but yeah. then I just got we just got live what listener feedback. Get out of town. And you'll never guess who it's from. Oh my gosh, is it from Pop Pop? It is. Oh my God. So I finished Last of Us. I'm still working on Clarkson's Farm, which we love. If if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I have not watched, I'm super excited for Ted Lasso, but I haven't watched it yet because me and Amy and Kayla want to watch it together. We haven't been together since. One of the reasons why we haven't been together is because we were away this weekend watching Bruce Springsteen rock out. At State College, he was up at Penn State, and we Whoa. were we were lucky enough to have tickets to the Saturday night show. It was incredible. This guy is seventy three years old, and rocks out as hard as he did in nineteen eighty five. I mean, it's incredible how much energy him and the whole E Street Band bring to the stage. It, wow. We had an absolute ball. It was great. Now listen, yeah, just got this. Let me give it to me hard. Hard off the presses. This is from Pop Pop Peter. He's now I'm going to translate. But just to give everybody, like, to paint the picture, he doesn't like to use full words. Who would? Or full sentences. Yeah. So, like, instead of saying enjoyed, he writes the letter N and then new word, joyed. Right. Right? Because why wouldn't why he? Would you, right. Why would you put one no. extra character? Right. It would be too, no. e- too easy. No. Um, also, like, for example, he won't say the word thought. He'll just write T-H-O-T. Right. So I've I've been I've been thought is something else. I've been navigating this for so long. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly. So I I can read it. So he's been your dad for how long now? Yeah, almost my whole life. Oh wow. Yeah, pretty much. Well, let's just round up and say my whole life. That's crazy. So he writes in and says he enjoyed the the Creed podcast. Mm. Uh enjoyed the Creed review, Jordan basketball or movie guy. Um your remark about my 60s, 1960s sensibility made me glad I didn't add in the Andy Warhol's 1960s single-take movie film Empire. He pointed a camera at the Empire State Building and kept it in the same spot for 24 hours. Yeesh. Wow. 
Yeah, Talk so Andy, Andy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's continuing to yeah. show us iconic examples. I mean, did you ever watch that Andy Warhol movie, the 20, no. 24-hour movie? No. Aimed at the Empire State Have Building? You? No, I, I didn't even know it existed until I listened to episode 212 of the Penn Cinema podcast. Same here. Yeah. That's crazy. Fascinating. All right, yeah, David, what have you... A, always up he's always good. He he is a wealth of information. This is, is a guy who sure. reads the entire New York Times every single day. Oh, snap. And does the crosswords and finishes them. <laughs> See, that's your key there. Yeah. Right. people can start. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like you, I, I watched The Last of Us. Uh, I've been watching The Mandalorian. My thoughts on it are mixed. Uh to from blah to okay, <laughs> that's a hell of a range. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess I'm still watching this. <laughs> um, Picard, however, continues to get better and better, uh, crazier and crazier. That's it's, your guy. I, I'm like, how can I get other people to watch this? And I'm like, no, I won't be able to. But uh, whatever, that's the way it goes. And that's yeah. about it. Uh, oh, I went to the flower show. Mm. And the mystery gobble wrote us in, gave me some good advice on which place to 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 cancel or to not go at the flower show. And he, I was like, mystery gobble said to avoid booth seven. <laughs> and I rolled up and saw the line of booth seven, and, and I looked inside and I thought, I would have been fooled. But now I know. Mystery gobble. Listen, let me tell you. Anybody who has – anybody who is – Anybody who is fortunate enough. Yeah. Like you and me. Yeah. And our listeners. Right. To have the mystery gobble in their lives right. is a better is better off for having the gobble. He always looks out for you. It was it was it was a gift. Yep. People it's, are with her like, really? That booth? And I said, Yeah, it's not worth it. That's what I'm told. It's the gift that gives you the whole year round. Or the whole year long. I forget. <sighs> sounds smelly. Yeah, sounds weak. All right, well, next week we're going to watch John Wick 4, which I have been hearing incredibly good things, so I have high hopes. One of the reviews I said saw said, don't see John Wick 4, and I thought, oh, man, that's going to be really disappointing. And then it continued and said, inject it straight into your veins. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that works. So it's a good review. <laughs> are you, are you going to go see John Wick in IMAX? I am not. Okay, because you like the recliners. I like the recliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to – I usually – well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself. I usually pick the recliners because it's more. I find them a little bit more comfortable. But then I was gonna say, but John Wick is such a wild movie. I feel like that'd be a good one in IMAX. It would. Yeah. But then now I'm gonna contradict myself. It's a long one. It's over three hours. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, it it's is like not. Oh no! Minutes. Stop it. Yeah, it is. It's long. David, look it up. Look it up. David, you're on drugs. It's not like you work in the business. You wouldn't know this kind right. of stuff. Right. I I wouldn't. Look. I didn't just. Yeah, it's, like, it's over three hours. No. Yeah. David. <laughs> Look it up. I'm, I'm looking old, it up. How, old, how long do you think it is? I, I know how long it is. Yeah. It is two hours and 49 minutes. Like I said, it's over three hours. Right. <laughs> right. All right. We can agree, first of all, that one of us runs the schedule at three multiplexes and one of us does not. Yeah. And secondly, we can agree. I watch a movie like pretty much every week. Right. I would know. You would know. But what we can agree on, yeah. it's a long movie. Yeah. Right. So if I'm going to sit still for two hours and 49 minutes, which we know I'm not going to anyway. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Also, that's the other thing. Shazam was pretty long. It was. It didn't need to be quite that long. Mm. 
Okay. All right. So John Wick Four. If you want to let us know what you think of John Wick Four, Shazam, whatever, mm. hit us up podcast at pencinema.com. That is the number one way to get in touch mm-hmm. with us. But what's the number one way to support the show? The number one way? Yeah. Because yeah. there's like we go over like dozens of them. I know, but like the best way. The the very best way. Yeah. The number one way. The number one way. That we could probably get Tony Bologna to do. That you can- <laughs> <laughs> Every week, it's just how far can we push the guy? Right. Well, what I, well, I mean, I, I don't want to put this kind of pressure on him. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if you, do you get the State College Times? I do. Yeah. So you read the big article. Mm, where, it, was, it was huge. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen unveiled his newest song entitled, Listen to the Pensano Podcast. <laughs> but, and it was pretty good. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, Bruce is iconic. He's right. a legend. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like, there's no doubt. He's the like best. Like the podcast, instead of all the songs out there, it's one of them. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so but what I got thinking, I'm sitting there listening to the song. I'm sitting there listening to Bruce Springsteen sing his newest song called Listen to the Ben Sino Podcast. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll bet you that we have listeners who could do it better. <gasps> so I put that out to you today, dear listeners. We have some musical people. The in best our way you could support the show is to write a song called "Listen to the Penn Cinema Podcast" and share it with your friends. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. You asked me. You didn't ask me for the second best way. No, I said the best way. Or the third best. No, you no. said the best. The best way. The I know someone I might toppermost of the poppermost. Well, you look, if you're not musically inclined, right. which why are you even listening to the right. show if you aren't? Right. Right. You just tell a friend. <laughs> We're very popular with the music crowd. <laughs> Only. The, the musicians. The music right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just tell a friend. So, all right. Look, once again for the Pensano Podcast, I'm David and I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.